Welcome, everyone, to the Talking Reef Podcast. Questions and comments are always welcome. Please send them to podcast at talkingreef.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.talkingreef.com. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Talking Reef Podcast, the weekly talk show that brings you topics and discussions on marine and reef aquariums. I'm your host, Rob Weatherly. This week we've got a big show for you, so I'm going to refrain from a long introduction. Um, We're going to get right into the show. First off, I did want to mention that this show is sponsored by Coral Dynamics. Coral Dynamics specializes in captive propagated corals and captive bred seahorses. Uh, A lot of great items. Make sure you head over to CoralDynamics.com today and check out everything that they got. Uh, This week we're going to be joined by Brian Plankus. A lot of you may remember Brian from a uh, few weeks or a month or so back. He came on to talk to us about uh, some nudibranchs that he had found in his tank and uh, various items related to that from for an article that he did in Reef Keeping. Well, recently Brian's been working on a series of articles for Reef Hobbyists Online regarding hobbyists helping hobbyists and uh, different ways that hobbyists can help uh, better understand ways of educating other hobbyists and stuff like that. So uh, without giving everything away, uh, let's go ahead and get right into the interview with Brian Plankus. Brian, welcome to the Talking Reef Podcast. It's good to have you back again. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. I enjoy doing these little podcasts. Cool. Now, let's start off with the basics here. Your articles are helping hobbyists in their efforts to help each other. Uh, One of the key things that you had in the articles was a term, an aquarium educator. Can you take a minute and explain to us what an aquarium educator is? Sure. Uh, An aquarium educator is simply a hobbyist that uh, decides to try to help out other hobbyists by answering questions or calls for help. Uh, so almost any hobbyist that takes the time to answer a question can be considered an aquarium educator. Now, as an aquarium educator, why is it important to get you to know your student, and how is that going to help you as uh, you're educating people? Well, as an aquarium educator, it's important to get to know your students, you know, the other hobbyists that are that are asking you asking for your help, uh, because. If you know a little bit about them, you can give them a much better answer. And uh, hobbyists should remember and be patient when they're asking for help that if someone comes back and uh, asks them some questions for more information, they should try to provide those answers instead of instead of just um, you know saying, "Why aren't you answering my question?" Uh, you know, if I, I go on forums and I see people saying. You know, they'll, they'll put it in a post, oh, my yellow tang is not swimming properly. What do I do? And then mm-hmm. someone will say, okay, what are your tank parameters? What's your, you know, what's your temperature, ammonia, nitrate, and all, all those things. And that person will answer back like, I don't know, just help me with my tang. Right. So what and, you're saying and, is it's important to understand what the, the person that's asking the question, it's important to understand their, their tank, their conditions, their objectives, what's, you know, the environment that they're trying to keep to help you um, answer those questions. It's important for both the person asking the question to understand that that's needed information, and it's important for the person that's going to attempt to answer it to understand that they are probably going to need a lot of that information to answer properly. Yes, and and really what you're uh, – another thing uh, – a good aquarium educator will try to do is to determine what kind of learner or hobbyist they're trying to help. Right. Uh, because in my in my article, I talk a little bit about uh, having reluctant learners, novice learners, and advanced learners. And reluctant learners, unfortunately, you can't help them too often because they're 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 stuck in a rut and they're gonna they're gonna do what they want to do. But if you find out you have someone like that, you can, you can try to give a very nice supportive answer and see if you can't move them towards being a novice learner, which is someone that is open to listening to ideas and answering questions for more information and just try, who, someone who's just trying to understand the complicated topic of the saltwater aquarium. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of and, people that I've seen, they'll, they'll get the information from... And you know, and as much as I hate saying this, they'll get the get bad information, and they'll come in and they'll ask a question, 
saying, okay, I set up X in this way because that's how I was told to do it and I was told it's the best way to do it. And a lot of times they are very reluctant to accept somebody saying, you know, that might not be the best way for you in your situation, and here's why. Uh, I, I've noticed that happens uh, sometimes. That people just, you know, when they're working, you know, if it's a friend that gave them this information, they usually want to trust their friend more than somebody on the forums. And, you know, Absolutely. And, you know sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's it's not. I mean, for the this person asking the questions, I mean, from their standpoint – you know, who should they trust? The person that they don't know on some internet forum or this buddy that's been helping them set everything up? It, it, it can be a difficult situation to be in. Yes. And, and you know, un- unfortunately, if they're, if they're a friend or the person that is, is giving them advice has been giving bad advice for 10 years and they look like they know what they're doing, they're going to trust that person right. over someone that they've never talked to before on a forum. Right. And, and, and that's where uh, you need to, as a, as a learner, as a hobbyist, you need to kind of look at the information you're getting and try to find ways to verify, and it's usually by finding opinions from other trusted sources. Right. And that, that's where we talk a little bit about the advanced learners. They, they have been around long enough to realize you need to get two, three, four opinions and see what kind of similarity there are between those opinions and, and try to find one that's going to work for them. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a hard thing when there's in a hobby like this, there is no golden rules. I mean, for just about anything, there's probably five different ways you can be successful at it. And, you know, again, a million ways that you can fail at it. So it can be difficult to, to weed out the good information from the bad information. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of the challenges of this hobby. And I think one of the important things is when, as an educator, if you're working with somebody, especially somebody like in a situation that we were just describing where they may be reluctant to accept the information you're providing, that's fine. I mean, you can only do the best that you can to provide the help. Um, and, but for the, when you're, when you're trying to provide that help, it, in my opinion, I see that it's helpful for the person that's receiving it if you can provide supporting information. So instead of just saying, do it this way because it's the best way, um, it's usually better to say, look, do it this way because, and then explain um, not why that way is best, but why that way works. This is the reasons it works. This is why you know, we do it this way. These are the reasons why you may not want to do it the way you're doing it. Um, but try to provide some supporting information. And that can be either in the form of uh, just text that you're writing in there or supporting articles uh, from various online sources, magazines, stuff like that, um, or any any type of verifiable source or people that, you know, in some way, you know, try to provide the supporting information there. And it doesn't have to take you an hour to write it all down, but uh, it can help you know, you, you know, come off as, you know, that you're giving good information, um, especially, you know, to, you know, lurkers, which we'll get into later, um, but for, mm-hmm. you know, people that are trying to get the information. And they can take that and, and work with it to verify the information that you've been given. One of, one of the important things to remember is to put in links to books or online articles, uh, you know, reef keeping or reef hobbyist online are, are two of the some of the most current ones, um, and they have a lot of articles dealing with a lot of questions that yes. people are asking about. Mm-hmm. And it's peer reviewed and written by experts and people that have experience doing those things. Right. And, and as an aquarium educator, you have to remember if you don't have experience about what is being asked, it's probably best that you don't answer. Or if you do answer, you only provide a link to an article that you've read about before. Yes, and that's something that I'm very careful with uh, uh, at the Talking Reforms. It's, look, you know, if you're going to ask a question and I'm going to step in and answer it, uh, if it's not something I don't have experience on, I will usually provide some information and say, look, you know, I'm going to start this by saying I have never kept, you know, a, you know, whatever it is that we're talking about. But mm-hmm. here's some information that I do know about it. Let's hold off, you know, that being said, here's where you can find some more information and let's hold off and see if some other people with firsthand experience can come in because I think it's very important that 
if you have never kept or done or used whatever it is we're talking about, there's only so much you can say about it. And just by reading a forum post that somebody says that a Euro Reese skimmer is the best thing since sliced bread, it, it only carries so much weight if you've never actually used it and you've never actually yeah. had to work with it, tweak it, clean it, tune it. You know, it, there's you know certain things that you you can only gain from firsthand experience and the same thing goes for livestock you know and yeah. if you've never kept a you know a cleaner shrimp how much can you really say about it you can say what everybody else is saying but just let everybody else say it because they've got the firsthand experience you know yeah you got to draw the and, line at some point yes you can't it, it's not a good habit as an educator to get into repeating what other people have said when when you have no experience in it yourself. Yes, especially if you don't know if it's true, then you're going to become one of those that are propagating anecdotal, possibly invalid information. Yes, uh, I you know I've I've seen so many so many threads where where people will say, oh well yeah, your skimmers are the best, and, and then you ask them why, and they go, well I read ten other threads that said yeah. they were the best, yeah. <laughs> and it's just a it's a continuing. <laughs> cycle of people just repeating what other people have said and mm -hmm. and that's something to try to get away from when you're answering questions yes i agree now a common issue that comes up with newcomers is they they seem to get no respect in many different places now this doesn't apply everywhere so i don't want to say that it happens all the time um, but this is something that you try to address in your article what's your underlying thoughts here well rob norm normally i would say that is an excellent question uh, but I've heard that question so many times. I, I now know that only uh, morons and newbies ask that kind of question. And, you know, frankly, it's it's really kind of a, a waste of my time to kind of try to address a question like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For, Point for you, made. <laughs> for, <laughs> for you listeners out there, uh, we're just trying to make a little point here about uh, something that's very common and sometimes very subtle in what I call personal attacks. Now, that and, one wasn't so subtle, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it wasn't too subtle, but there are a couple things in there that might be a little subtle that, that people won't realize. Right. And um, Other than calling me one, a moron and an idiot or something? <laughs> well, yeah, that, that wasn't so subtle. <laughs> but um, one, one of the things that you know, I started off fairly well like yeah norm normally i would say that is an excellent question but and, yeah. and as soon as i say the word but i'm immediately telling you that okay that's not an excellent question right and, and you're basically invalidating the question that that the the person asking for help has just asked like right well normally that would be a good question but in this uh, case it's, it's not <laughs> aquarium aquarium educators just have to remember to really try to avoid using the word but and, and um, you know, another thing that's common on the forums is uh, someone will ask a question like, "Oh, well, you know, I want to keep a powder, powder blue tang. What do you guys think?" And, and sometimes I'll see responses like, "You know, you need to take the time to do your research. Once you've done that, come back here." And, and sometimes those people have done their research. And you know they did a Google search and they and they found ten thousand articles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they found five people saying they're great, and they found five people saying that's the last fish in the world you want to keep in your tank because they all die within three days. Right. And so it's it's difficult, and so they're they're by just by asking a question on a forum, they are trying to do research, and we need to remember that and try right. to try to say, well, okay, what have you found online? And, uh, you know, have you read this article, which then you, you know, you point to an article about powder blue tangs that, you know, someone in the know has written. Right. Now, there's a there's a fine line when you're dealing with stuff like that. I mean, you don't want to, you know, as you stated, you don't want to blow them off. I mean, they are there trying to get information. You need they if you are going to take the time to reply to a post, it should be worth the other person's time to read it. If you are going to reply and say, go off and do your research. Don't bother. I mean, you're wasting everybody's time. If you mm -hmm. want to help this person out, help them out. Provide the information that you can. Now, again, it's important to understand there's a balance there between 
um, spoon feeding this person everything and every bit of information that they can um, and blowing them off. You don't want to spoon feed everything, but you don't want to blow, you know, blow them off. Where, where's the right balance there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a delicate balance and, and you are right. You don't want to just spoon every spoon feed everything to a, a learner because they're never going to get to that advanced learner level if people just give them everything they want to know just by asking a one sentence question. Right. And they're not building their research skills at all by doing that. Right. And that brings um, up a good thing of what you said before is asking, um, you know, here's a little bit of the information that I have. Here's some articles. What have you read? You know, what are you thinking? You know, what are your thoughts on it? Or is this something that just you just kind of pulled out of your butt and decided you wanted to do? I mean, and even if that's the case, that's fine. But, you know, they should we should be able to ask that and understand where the person is coming from, um, because there is a lot of variables when asking questions like this. Yes. And, and it's, as, as an educator, you have to as you're typing your response, it's, it's, it's a good idea to read it, to give it a once over once you've done typed it before, before you, before you submit it, just to see if there's anything in there that, that might be a kind of a, a, a subtle personal attack or, or a subtle put down to the person. Um, I, I bring this up because just last week I was on a forum and I, I read a, a thread where, um, the, the person came on, it was like their second post online, and they're like, I just came back from my local fish store and my calcium level is 300. What is calcium? Yeah. And, and there, was a, there was a guy who uh, responded to the, to the post, and he, he wrote three or four detailed paragraphs of an answer, and, and except for one, <laughs> one little part where he said the natural seawater level for calcium is 300, which, which is wrong because it's more around 420. But other than that, his response was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it was helpful in, in trying to address the guy's question. But at the very end of his response, it said, well, you know, this was really a stupid question to ask. You need to do more research. And, and it, it just by adding that one little sentence in there, which was completely not needed, right. he has basically insulted the person asking the question and, and – it could push that person towards being a more reluctant learner or someone more reluctant to ask questions in the next time. Right, being afraid to come and, back and help get help when they need it. Yes. Now, that brings up another important point that I did want to mention is, um, you know, when you said this person had come back, they, you know, they were new to the forms, it was like their third post, and they asked this question. Now, this is something that, you know, when I was uh, not new, but probably about a year, year and a half, I had started exploring some new forums. You know, I had had a decent amount of experience under my belt, not loads, you know, whatever. Um, but I'd go into new forums, and I'd jump in and, and kind of help people out a little bit here, a little bit there, where I could. And one of the things that I ran into on a couple forums were people kind of attacking me more indirectly than directly. It was, you know, some of these subtle attacks, um, but it was still a little discouraging. And they were basically doing it based off of my post count. The fact that I'd only made three posts or ten posts means that I'm inexperienced. And I think it's really, and you know, for some it might seem horribly obvious that just because their post count is little to none doesn't mean they don't know anything. And yeah. understanding the person's experience level is important when you try to address something they say, even if it's them helping somebody else out or them asking a question. Now, if I ask a question and my post count is three and I say I'm new to the hobby, well, then you can assume that I'm new to the hobby. But if mm-hmm. I'm you know, a- helping answer a question and my post counts three, that doesn't mean that I am new to the hobby. It I might be new to the hobby and I might be passing on bad information, but it's important to, you know, understand that just because you don't base everything off the post count. And I, and I thought yeah. I, I'd throw that in there because I've seen that many, many times. And I, I think that's something that might need to go away. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think that that's a definite, um, that's a definite good, uh, good point to bring up. Uh, because, you know, people, they, when they start in online forums, they generally stick to one forum just mm-hmm. because they're kind of getting used to learning to be part of that community. Right. A- and then after that, they may realize, after some time, they may realize that, okay, well, this forum isn't really 
exactly where I want to be or I, or I'm just looking for more new information. So then they start heading out to other forums and that new forum, they may only have three posts. Well, and the important thing there is you might be looking for more special specialized information. You might head over to like clams direct to get clam information or over to, uh, John Kelly's uh, Ganapora website to get Ganapora information. You might not be okay. leaving your community, but you might be heading into various places to get more specialized information also. Yes, and, and uh, you know, just because you've got three post counts when you're looking for specialized information, if the, if the people answering your questions don't take the time to get to know you just a little bit, right? they won't know that you have a thousand posts back on on the, your previous forum right. that, they're, that they're not involved with. And, you know, just talking about post counts a little bit, it doesn't necessarily mean when you see someone who has 5,000 posts that they're an expert. Right. Because they may have, you know, 4,500 of those posts in the lounge. Yep. <laughs> and, and uh, or they're a reluctant learner who only looks at the methods that work for them and they don't, and they're always pushing their methods, which may not be good in the situation of the person that is asking the question. And if if someone like that doesn't ask, well, you know, doesn't ask the person asking the question, like, okay, what's your tank like? What are you trying to do? If they don't get to know them a little bit, applying a method without knowing what that hobbyist is using can be a very bad idea. Right, and that kind of works into our next topic a little bit, and this is something that you talked about in the article, and this is about scaffolding and chunking, and it's something that I really didn't realize that I did until I kind of went through the article, and can you take a minute and tell us you know, about scaffolding and chunking and why it's important when you're teaching and any important things to understand as as a learner? Yes, it's uh, it's very important in teaching. Uh, it's very common in the educational literature, um, but it, I think it also really applies to the aquarium hobby. And, and when you're talking about scaffolding, what you're trying to do is give your learner a base of knowledge that they can get to know, and then once they know that information, then they can go to the next level and try to learn something more difficult. So you're building a base for them to learn from, and you help build each level and, and let them work their way up. Yes, and, and um, you know one of the one of the most common examples I like to uh, bring up is uh, calcium. <laughs> it's not uncommon for for me to see a, a post in a forum where someone says, uh, "My local fish store just said I need to add calcium because my my levels at 300." What is calcium? Mm-hmm. And on occasion, uh, I will see people answer and provide links to uh, some articles. Uh, for example, uh, Randy Holmes Farley is basically you know the chemistry guru in this hobby. Right. And uh, I'll, I'll occasionally you know when someone's asking what is calcium, I'll, I'll see someone answer and say, okay, well, here's three links. And, and the first one is to the to one of the articles, the chemical and biochemical mechanisms of calcification in corals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I was glazing over everywhere. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's so many, like, the, the, the learner is going to be immediately lost because all those terms are not in their scaffolding network yep. that they can use to build their knowledge and they're just going to completely miss it and you're going to lose them. Yes. And now again, I want to, I said eyes glazing over everywhere. I don't mean that they're like boring or bad articles, <laughs> you know, so if Randy's listening, it's not what I meant. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but what I mean is as a newcomer, somebody that is at, if they're at a point where they're asking what calcium is, then mm-hmm. Pointing them towards an article like this is not the right thing to do. Now, um, no. speaking of Randy, is, is Randy does have some good articles that break it down at a more basic level. And, you know, from what I've seen, yeah. he uses this approach also. And he has some basic articles that, that you know, you could point him, you know, the, the person asking the question to and say, look, here's a basic article, you know, and it'll help get a, get the person to start 
you know, building this scaffold and start building the base uh, knowledge so that they can build from that in the future. So, uh, yeah. and and uh, one of the ways that you build a scaffold is by chunking. Uh, that's the other term that I have in my article. Mm-hmm. And chunking is just giving the giving the learner or the hobbyist a manageable piece of information. Uh, like, for example, going back to the calcium question, they're like, "What is calcium?" Like, like you said, Randy Holmes Farley has a much better article, and the title is just calcium, and, right. <laughs> and the whole article just talks about calcium in what I think is a fairly straightforward manner, and. and so once the learner, you know, if you answer the question like, well, if you really want to know about calcium, read this article, and then if you have any more questions after reading it, please ask again. Right. And so that way you're giving them a chunk of information, and if they're a good learner, you know, they're, if they're excited about this hobby, they're going to go read it, and then they're going to go, oh, okay, I understand that, and then naturally they're going to come up with more questions, and they'll come back to the thread and say, okay, well, now that I understand calcium, what's the best way for me to raise my calcium? Right, right. And that's where you can point to Randy's other article about uh, selecting uh, selecting in calcium and alkalinity supplement system. Yeah. And, and so you, you start giving them chunks. They don't get lost. They're encouraged because they're, they're getting answers. And, and it's an, an absorbable amount of information. Yes. Yeah, and you know another place that that I see this come up all the time, um, and I thought I'd throw it in there is in the forums or in your community, one way, shape, or form, um, and it always happens. And I I think it's one of the best things to see, but it it, it can be very frustrating uh, at times because of the way that it's answered. Is is a new person coming in and saying, "Hi, I'm so and so, and I really want to start a saltwater fish tank. What do I need?" and that has got to be the biggest loaded question in the world. <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, you could literally, I mean, look at it. I mean, I've spent a year now, almost a year, doing anywhere from 20 to an hour and a half long shows about this. I mean, there's forms everywhere. There's there's no way that you could answer all of this in a post. So yeah. even trying, in my, you know, in my eyes, even trying to... It, it, it can. It's it's a very hard thing to do, and usually yeah. what I try to do is say, look, here's some very basic information. What I'd recommend doing is start looking at some of the basics. I'll usually point them to the first couple uh, podcast shows and say, look, listen to this episode, this episode, uh, and a couple, you know, these ones. Start building a little bit of information, and then you know what I'll do is say, come back and start asking some specific questions about things you don't understand or need more information about. But I think that's yeah. a perfect example because it, it's happened so often, and I've seen everything from a three-page post a reply to that question to, well, if you're asking, you're not ready, you know. And well, yeah. well, it, I guess it might be true. If they're asking, you're right; they're not ready to start it today. But if they're asking, it means they're interested. And the more people that are interested and actually get started in it, it's just going to make the community better as a whole. So these people need to be encouraged, not discouraged. Yes, and it's very important to encourage them. And I think your point of of giving them some very basic information to start out on, and there's many articles and, of course, your podcasts that kind of address some of the very basics. And mm-hmm. once they take the time to read and understand but I think it's also very important to to uh, ask them what they're trying, what yes. do they want to keep in their tank? Yep. Because what they want to keep is really going to determine how they're going to need to set up their system. Yeah. I mean, if, if they want to keep, you know, they, they fell in love with a powder blue tang, then they know they're going to have to get a six-foot tank. Right. <laughs> We're not going to be setting good. up a 30-gallon tank here. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're, and you, you know, you're need a lot of flow and, and yep. uh, you know, some of the other common things that are, are said about powder blues. But if all they want is one Nemo and, and an enemy, then, then, then the, what they're going to set up is going to be completely different. And right, so, yeah. That's where, again, getting to know your learner is, is really important. Yep. And once once you get that information, then you, then you can start tackling manageable pieces of trying to answer that very loaded question. Yes, yeah, and there's so many different ways. It's like, okay, 
let's go back and start, you know, you know, when I was first starting out and one of the places that I got most of my information from, um, and surprisingly, it wasn't from a forum. It was from uh, the website about.com. And they've got some good information for somebody that's never done any of this stuff before. I think a lot of, you know, if for some of us now to try to go back to there, we'll see a lot of the information is is very it's full of holes there's a lot of stuff that's not in there but as a, a newcomer that's where i got a lot of my starting information from um mm-hmm. at least enough of the information says oh my god i really need to to understand a lot more before i do this um yeah but they go through the basics of you know the cycling process and um, you know, a little bit of, about filtration and live rock and, you know, stuff like that. Some of the real basic stuff. And that's where I got started. And that's usually where I'll point somebody to if they've never, you know, if they haven't done any research at all. Um, but go there, you know, let's build up a little, you know, that, that the, the very basic foundation. Let's get that there. Once you have a little bit of a concept of, you know, skimmers, at least to the fact that you know that you might need one, um, you know, live rock, you know, a cycle, you know, you can come back and ask specific questions. Now let's get into, now you kind of have an idea of what, you know, of what's involved with everything overall. I mean, because a lot of those are basic to no matter what you set up, if you're going to be setting up, um, you know, a little 10 gallon nano tank, or whether you're going to be setting up a six foot you know, monster tank, a lot of this stuff is going to apply. You're going to have some type of filtration. You're going to have some type of lighting. You're going to have salt water in it, so you should understand that. You're going to have a cycling, a nitrogen cycle, so you should understand that. So let's get some of this basic. Now, what do you want to do? And this is where it comes into, okay, do you want the 10-gallon tank for, you know, a a Nemo and and a clownfish because your kids just saw Finding Nemo and they've been bugging you to see this? Or do you really want to do something different and you do you want to do a an aggressive tank do you want to do a fish only tank do you want to do a mixed reef tank do you want to do a full-blown reef tank because each one of these is different and the person needs to understand where the other person is coming from so yep, yep. i'll shut up now i've been talking too much <laughs> <laughs> no no not at all uh, uh, so going through this and um so we're all on this forums. We're helping people out, you know, asking questions. You know, we now have an understanding of scaffolding and chunking and starting to build a little bit of information for all these people asking the questions uh, to get information. Now, what about uh, the people that are on these forums getting answers to their questions that they didn't ask? This is something that we refer to as lurkers. Um, what is the importance of, you know, lurkers on your forums and why should we as aquarium educators keep them in mind when we're making posts to forums or um, even in the cases like yours where you're writing articles and, you know, doing stuff like that and stuff a little bit more advanced. What's the importance of lurkers? Well, well, lurkers are very important because they're, they're sitting there reading information, but for some reason they're not asking questions. And so they're just going to read the information that, that's there and then apply it to their situation without ever actually um, describing to anyone what their situation right. is and like. And quantifying that they're or confirming that the information that they're reading applies to them also. Yes, and, and that's one of the things, especially when, when you're talking about novice hobbyists, that they may not understand that the advice that was given out may not apply to their situation. Mm-hmm. And, and so we have to remember when when we're typing our responses to questions that have been asked that we need to make sure that we qualify our statements as like, well, in your situation, you know, since you have a 40-gallon tank, I think this would be appropriate for you. And you're almost trying to prepare your answer for the fact that other people are going to be reading your answer as well with never getting the opportunity to interact with them. And, um, we can talk about this a little bit more later um, because my second article in the series, uh, I actually went out to uh, a series of websites and just took a quick glance at what was the uh, what were the counts of 
people being out there, either registered users or guests, and, and also asking, I conducted a poll that said, you know, how, what percentage of threads do you actually respond to? And it was, it was typically less than 30%. And so you're looking at 70% of the people never actually posting in a thread. And right. so the, the lurker audience appears to be very large. Yes. And we need to just remember that when we're answering questions. And another thing that's important is if you come across a thread where there's obviously bad misinformation, even if the question has already been answered or the thread's been dead for a while, it's important to take a you know take a minute and respond to that thread and say, "By the way, <laughs> I want to point out that this information is bad." And here is a link to why it's bad. Right. And, and point to an expert opinion, not some random person's opinion. And, and I, I find myself doing this, you know, every once in a while when I see that, you know, someone says, "Oh, well, the natural seawater level for calcium is 300." I'm going to respond to that post and say, "Actually, it's not. It's usually averaging around 420 parts per million." And here's an article that talks about the makeup of seawater. Right. And that way, two years from now, when somebody sees that thread and their calcium level is 300 and they see, oh, okay, well, 300 is normal. I'm fine. Right. If they look at the next couple of posts and see, oh, no, it's actually supposed to be 420, then, then that lurker has been helped even without you being able to interact with them. Right. And, you know, some of the things with lurkers, and I, I think, you know, the main reasons why lurkers exist, and it might not be the ra- main reasons, but some common reasons, are uh, people that are scared to ask their questions. There's a lot of people that think, oh, my God, this has got to be this uh, a stupid question. I'm scared to ask it because I don't want to get attacked. Um, and that goes back to a lot of the other stuff that we asked before or that we talked about earlier. It's like there is – no reason to attack anybody for asking a basic question. I mean, just because it's basic doesn't make them stupid or, you know, any reason. So making sure that, you know, and I, and I, I do this specifically with, you know, the talking reef community and I, and I, I work very hard to make it very friendly to everybody that comes in there and, you know, not to tolerate any of the, the kind of bashing and stuff that goes on. I mean, whether you're asking the most basic question in the world, that's fine. Feel free. But I think it's important for people that are in other communities. Um, again, you know, I don't want to sit here and just talk about our forums, but whether you're in other forums or other communities, your local uh, hobbyist clubs, you know, brick and mortar type clubs, it's important to, you know, understand that, you know, people, you know, you can have lurkers in real life too. I mean, if me and you are sitting at a table talking about the calcium levels of natural seawater and there's a a person sitting, you know, two seats over that's, I mean, eavesdropping, you know, uh-huh. essentially it's the same thing. So, yep. it, you know, it, it's important to, you know, be open to people asking questions and to properly uh, answer the questions. And if you can't properly answer the question, don't, um, yeah, don't you yeah, I, I mean, be, be, you know, and just overall, just be welcoming to people. I mean, this we're here to, we all have a common thing. There's something that we all enjoy. Uh, there, you know, there's no reason to bash other people. There, there's just no reason for it. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I personally don't understand why the whole things of personal attacks uh, come about uh, when when we're all just trying to help each other. And exactly. And when you're talking about commonly asked questions, I mean, I know people get tired of answering the same question over and over. Like, you know, okay, I'm just starting the hobby. What should I keep? You know what? And that right there is honestly what um, was one of the main drivers in inspiring me to do the podcast. Because, I mean, frankly, and everybody that's been, you know, answering questions for a while knows that there's these questions that just get asked over and over and over. And it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing that yeah. there's people asking the questions. But, you know, at, you know, from the person answering the question standpoint, um, a lot of people get frustrated answering the same thing over. And a lot of times you'll see replies like, just search the forums. This question's been answered 10 times already. Mm-hmm. 
And, yeah. you know, in my opinion, that's very discouraging, you know. Yeah, it's, it's you, discouraging. And, and I think people tend to forget after they've been in the hobby for a few years that just a short time ago, they were asking the same yeah. question. Yes. And, and you know and, what? I mean, forum searches, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some A lot of these forum software, they're great packages, stuff like that. But the searches aren't always the best. They don't always give you the best results. And if you search for something like starting a new tank, you're going to get like, you know, depending on the size of the form, you're going to get a lot of information and then trying to weed through it and stuff like that. And usually what can happen is if you have somebody that is, you know, a leading member of the forum community, uh, you know, maybe not leading, but they've been around a while. They know some of the good posts. They can say, you know what, this question has been answered, you know, a handful of times. Here's some good places where you can look. Um, you can also try searching. I mean, if you just take it with a good, good um, yeah. approach, I mean, you can avoid the whole thing of discouraging the person because to turn around and say, you know, why don't you just, you know, search the forums instead of wasting your time and asking a question that's been answered 10,000 times already. You know what? You're right. It has been asked 10,000 times. Yeah. And it has been answered 10,000 times. But you know what? That's fine. Just point them there. there. You can do it politely without being discouraging. Yeah. And it doesn't take a lot of time to do it. And right. If you're encouraging and you give them other threads to look at, then hopefully they'll eventually start doing more research and being able to figure out what is a good information and what is bad information. It's, so one of the things that I see as common pieces of advice online is, is to uh, do a Google search or a search of the forums using these keywords and you'll get your answer. And, and sometimes that's very good advice and, it, yeah. and you're going to come up with a, a you know, a link within the first couple to a reef keeping or reef hobbyist online article about that specific topic. And, right. and it's going to answer their questions and everything's good. But I don't know how often that really happens because right. I, I've seen that advice given and then I will cut and paste the, the words that the, the person answering the question have used. I'll cut and paste those words into Google, do a search, and on the first 20 responses, I've got 15 different opinions. Right. There's... And, and the other five are completely unrelated to the topic you're looking for. And granted, it's a learning process, and you do have to get used to, as you use Google more, you, you get to... Understand get, how to use the keywords yeah. and how to search. And I mean, using but, Google effectively can be an art in and of itself. But yeah. for you know a lot of people that are starting in here, even somebody that might be a little bit more experienced in, in the hobby might not be internet savvy, and they might not understand you know, the way Google does its searches, how it doesn't use words yeah. like if, and, but, or, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of words that it cuts out. And phrasing yeah. your words properly, you know, it helps. And using quotes on your keywords can help. And it doesn't, you you know, there's a lot of things that it doesn't, doesn't do. So it, you're right. It's a learning process. Yeah. And we just have to remember, if they really are a novice hobbyist that's just starting by unleashing them on Google or, or a forum search that might not work so well, you're, you're really turning on a fire hose. And right, they're trying yeah. to drink from that fire hose, and they, they don't know how to approach drinking from that fire hose properly. Right. And There's so, just so much information that yeah. if, you, if you do this, and it is a new hobbyist, they're just going to be so overwhelmed that, you know, they might find the information that they need, but chances are they're just going to get overwhelmed they're not going to know what to do they're either going to give up or they're going to go somewhere else and ask the same question so i mean essentially yeah. you possibly just totally wasted everybody's time um yeah and and another thing that i'm sure we'll talk about in a, in a future podcast rob is is uh one thing i i'm always interested in is that the vast majority of the information in this hobby is text-based and and there's there's a lot of people that are not textual learners and they're, they're visual or audio. And I think that's where it's great where your podcast can be used for somebody else that 
really enjoys to listen to the radio or yep. then they can use your podcast to listen and still get the same information they would from trying to read a 10 page long article. Yep. Now here's and, the shocker for you. I'm one of those people. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Another reason why I started this. So what motivated you to start talking to <laughs> Gee. <laughs> no, but that's that's yeah. a very, very valid point. And yeah. um, one of the reasons why uh, I was excited to start doing a lot of the interviews uh, from, you know, reef-keeping authors and in various places about people or with people that had written articles is, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I understand there's a lot of work and a lot of effort goes into writing a good article like that, especially for the ones that go to reefkeeping.com or to Reef Hobbyist Online, because not only do you sit down and take your time to write it, but you know those, I think Advanced Aquarius is the same, uh, although I don't have personal experience with that. Um, but those articles aren't just somebody's, you know, corner thoughts that they kind of wrote down one night and sent in and, and these magazines published. I mean, they are well thought through, documented, peer reviewed, you know, they go through a lot of, you know, editing, fine tuning, tweaking. Um, and again, and I'll say it again, most importantly, is they are peer reviewed. They are reviewed by other people that are either knowledgeable in the in a specific area, knowledgeable in a general area, knowledgeable in article writing and teaching. I mean, they are reviewed by people that can help the author, you know, properly format the the article and and stuff like that. So those are good places to go. But, you know, for people like me and a lot of people out there, um, it's difficult, hard, or just something that we kind of don't want to do, you know, in some cases, Mm -hmm. um, to sit there, especially with the really, really long articles and read them. Um, And for, you know, for people like me, it's not so much that I don't want to do it, um, but it's hard for me to, I, I don't easily learn by sitting down and reading it. Um, listening to conversation like we're having now or like we have with uh, when we do the interviews on the articles and stuff like that and talking about it, it helps give a more real-world feel to it. it. It gives more conversation. You get to ask those questions that weren't addressed in the article because maybe they were too simple or too advanced or just you know too left field or something. So, Yeah, uh, and, and I, think it's, uh, I think it's good. Uh, one of the reasons... I you know agreed to do these podcasts with you is that some of my articles are long and I don't know how many people are actually going to want to sit there and read about aquarium educators for 10 pages they they might mm-hmm. not but if they have a long commute and they don't like listening to the radio anymore they can pop your podcast in and get the same information when they don't have to sit there and read it right well, hopefully my articles aren't boring, but you know some people might find them not, you know, really that interesting. Well, I will tell you that they, I know that your your last article, the one that we're talking about here, did get uh, a lot of very positive comments on on our forums. <laughs> people did enjoy it; it was very creative. So, um, but you're right. I mean, people don't always have the time, and the reality is, is you as as an author and other people that do the same thing, you're not. Well, I would hope you're not doing this just to, you know, I, I guess to an audio con- you know, comparison to hear yourself talk. You're not doing it just for the no. sake of doing it. There's a reason you're doing it. It's to bring the information to the masses. It's to help educate people or inform people. And, you know, my take, this is just another way of doing the same thing. So, Yep. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. It's 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 not. I'm not on here just to hear myself talk. It's, <laughs> uh, it's it's important to get an educational message out in as many different formats as you can. That can pe- people will then have the choice to how they learn to best. read it or choose to listen or you know maybe someday in the future we'll be you know be doing a lot of video podcasts who knows we're so, working on it yeah. <laughs> we're trying <laughs> um okay well i i think we got straight off topic a little bit i think it was very good information we talked about but uh some of the other things that you know kind of roped back a little bit that we wanted to talk about was uh how in the communities there's a lot of these uh shared practices uh you know things such as you know, I found this in my tank. I'm not really sure what to do with it. And everybody says, oh, it's it's a hitchhiker. You don't know what it is. Get it out of your tank and flush it. You know, wh- yeah. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> You're right, Rob. Uh, shared practices are 
something that's very important to the hobby because people try to get together, find out ways that work, and then try to uh, pass that along to other hobbyists because we're all just, in the end, we're all just trying to help each other. Right. And, um, but, however, sometimes a shared practice will get out there that becomes common, and a lot of people do it, but it's really not the best thing to do. And um, especially when you're talking about flushing it. And um, because everything that's coming into our tank that actually gets into our tank still alive, which is sometimes a miracle, um, (laughs) that is life that should be at least respected. And, and, um, you know, you, you may get a crab in there that loves to eat your corals and and you're going to have to take them out. And if you witness that crab devouring your corals, you know, he's going to have to go. And, and, but where does he go? It doesn't necessarily mean you need to flush it. And and what I would, one of my suggestions that I'm uh, putting out in my, in my second article that should be out shortly is the concept of when you get a hitchhiker, the shared practice should be isolate and identify. Mm-hmm. And that's where you, if, if you see it in your tank and it's easy to get it out and you have no idea what it is, it's okay to take it out and right. put it, put it in a cup, uh, in your sump or, you know, clip it to the side of your tank if you don't have a sump and you know, where it can't escape. Right. And, uh, Try to take some pictures of it, get them in good focus, and then start trying to identify that animal. And just give it at least a, you know, it should be able to survive in a cup for at least a few days. And if you actually, you know, change the water out every couple of days, it it can last even longer than that. Right. And that gives you the time to try to identify what that animal is. And, you know, hitchhikers have a bad rap and like, People are like, oh, you don't know what it is, flush it. And it really should be, you don't know what it is, why don't you isolate it and identify it? And once you have it identified, then you know what to do. Right, and even if it's an unwanted thing, I mean, just because it's unwanted to you doesn't mean that it's, you know, unwanted to everybody. I mean, there's, you know, people that might keep them because they want to. They might have species systems that they can introduce it to. Now, um, I know that uh, we do have some plans to really get into hitchhiker stuff uh, and stuff like that more on a future episode, so everybody can kind of uh, you know hold their breath for that show, <laughs> um, but yeah. it is coming to something we're working on. We're going to get into more detail on there. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was kind of looking to, you know, wrap it up a little bit here. Is there any uh, open thoughts or anything that, that we haven't touched on regarding uh you know, the hobbyist helping hobbyist articles uh, that, that you wrote. Uh, uh, oh, where where can they find uh, the first article? We'll put a link in the show notes, but if you just want to mention it, where was it published? Yeah, um, the, the first article is found on Reef Hobbyist Online in the uh, May and June issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can put the link in the show. And, and the next article is due out uh, sometime in July. Right. And uh, so it'll be out shortly. And that's a part and, two of the same article, right? Yes. Okay. And that, that's where I talk a little bit more about going beyond just the topic of what is an aquarium educator, but talking more about the community that we all belong to. Right, which is and, very and, important thing to understand. Yeah. So, And uh, we also, the end of that article talks a little bit about hitchhikers too, and that's going to fit in nice with our next show. But one of the things I want to mention about this series, one of the reasons – I'm writing it is I want to get into discussions with other hobbyists about what they think about the articles and what they think about my ideas and see about ways to improve those ideas. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the things I'd like to mention is that uh, MACNA this year uh, is being hosted by our local reef club, Marsh, uh, Marine Aquarium and Reef Society of Houston. And I'm going to be attending MACNA. I won't actually be presenting but I'll be there at the Marsh booth uh, pretty much every day. And if people want to talk about these articles with me, you know, feel free to stop by the booth. I'd be more than happy to spend some time with them and, and kind of talk through some of these things. And information on MACNA can be found at uh, probably the Marsh site. And uh, the Ma- I don't remember the MACNA URL. It's like MACNA. Yeah, uh, I, c- I can send you the, 
the Mac uh, URL to put that in the show notes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, if you're interested in there, I know I talked about it on uh, the last show and the introduction of the last show. <clears throat> um, but I know there's information on the Marsh site about MACNA. Um, so you can go there uh, if anybody's looking for more information. Um, yep. Now, is there anything else that you, about, uh, about this that we wanted to mention before we wrap up? No, I, I, I think that's it. We can, uh, you know, we can keep everybody holding their breaths until the next episode. <laughs> Sounds great. So, uh, Brian, I want to thank you again for, for coming on and taking the time to go over this stuff with us. And as mentioned, uh, we've got a couple more shows planned uh, to do various topics with you. So until then, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Oh, well, you're welcome, Rob. appreciate doing this. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Again, that was Brian Plankus, and he was talking with us about a recent article he did in Reef Hobbyist Online, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes for you. Uh, but uh, just because the show's running pretty long, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, did want to make a quick mention about our iPod contest. Uh, a lot of you may have noticed that the notifications on the website about the contest have been taken down and so forth. Uh, we are running into some potential legality issues or legal issues with uh, doing the raffle and giving it away in the, in the manner that we've been doing. So uh, stay tuned to the website for details on that. Uh, we might be canceling that contest, uh, in which case uh, the people that have entered, I will be contacting you individually uh, and handling uh, the, the situation with you one-on-one. Um, for everybody else, uh, just stay tuned. If you're interested in uh, entering in that, uh, I would uh, hold off just a little bit uh, until I can get some more information out on what's going on with that. Uh, as much as it sucks, uh, we have to follow the, the rules and, and do what's right. Uh, so uh, we might, you know, as I mentioned, we might be holding off on that. Uh, so uh, going on, uh, like I said, I'm going to wrap the show up because uh, we're pushing an hour now. I just wanted to say thanks to Brian for you know coming out and talking to us about that. And like I said, we've got a lot of other stuff that we're going to be doing with Brian in the future. Uh, so uh, that's about it for this week. Uh, make sure that uh, you call in the listener hotline if you got questions. Head over to the forums, talkingreef.com. Uh, participate there. Questions, comments, anything. Uh, feel free to head to the forums and post there. You can get a hold of me directly and everybody else in the Talking Reef community. So that's going to wrap up the show for this week. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you next week. Again, that was Brian Plankus, and he was talking with us about a recent article he did in Reef Hobbyist Online. We'll have a link to that in the show notes for you. Uh, but uh, just because the show's running pretty long, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, did want to make a quick mention about our iPod contest. Uh, a lot of you may have noticed that the notifications on the website about the contest have been taken down and so forth. Uh, we are running into some potential legality issues or legal issues with uh, doing the raffle and giving it away in the, in the manner that we've been doing. So uh, stay tuned to the website for details on that. Uh, we might be canceling that contest, uh, in which case uh, the people that have entered, I will be contacting you individually uh, and handling uh, the, the situation with you one-on-one. Um, for everybody else, uh, just stay tuned. If you're interested in uh, entering in that, uh, I would uh, hold off just a little bit uh, until I can get some more information out on what's going on with that. Uh, as much as it sucks, uh, we have to follow the, the rules and, and do what's right. Uh, so uh, we might, you know, as I mentioned, we might be holding off on that. Uh, so uh, going on, uh, like I said, I'm going to wrap the show up because uh, we're pushing an hour now. I just wanted to say thanks to Brian for you know coming out and talking to us about that. And like I said, we've got a lot of other stuff that we're going to be doing with Brian in the future. Uh, so uh, that's about it for this week. Uh, make sure that uh, you call in the listener hotline if you got questions. Head over to the forums, talkingreef.com. Uh, participate there. Questions, comments, anything. Uh, feel free to head to the forums and post there. You can get a hold of me directly and everybody else in the Talking Reef community. So that's going to wrap up the show for this week. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you next week. Again, that was Brian Plankus, and he was talking with us about a recent article he did in Reef Hobbyist Online. We'll have a link to that in the show notes for you. Uh, but uh, just because the show's running pretty long, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. I uh, did want to make a quick mention about our iPod contest. Uh, a lot of you may have noticed that the notifications on the website about the contest have been taken down and so forth. Uh, we are running into some potential legality issues or legal issues with 
uh, doing the raffle and giving it away in the, in the manner that we've been doing. So uh, stay tuned to the website for details on that. Uh, we might be canceling that contest, uh, in which case uh, the people that have entered, I will be contacting you individually uh, and handling uh, the, the situation with you one-on-one. Um, for everybody else, uh, just stay tuned. If you're interested in uh, entering in that, uh, I would uh, hold off just a little bit uh, until I can get some more information out on what's going on with that. Uh, as much as it sucks, uh, we have to follow the, the rules and, and do what's right. Uh, so uh, we might, you know, as I mentioned, we might be holding off on that. Uh, so uh, going on, uh, like I said, I'm going to wrap the show up because uh, we're pushing an hour now. I just wanted to say thanks to Brian for you know coming out and talking to us about that. And like I said, we've got a lot of other stuff that we're going to be doing with Brian in the future. Uh, so uh, that's about it for this week. Uh, make sure that uh, you call in the listener hotline if you got questions. Head over to the forums, TalkingReef.com. Uh, participate there. Questions, comments, anything, uh, feel free to head to the forums and post there. You can get a hold of me directly and everybody else in the Talking Reef community. So that's going to wrap up the show for this week. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you next week. Again, that was Brian Plankus, and he was talking with us about a recent article he did in Reef Hobbyists Online. We'll have a link to that in the show notes for you. Uh, but uh, just because this show is running pretty long, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. I uh, did want to make a quick mention about our iPod contest. Uh, a lot of you may have noticed that the notifications on the website about the contest have been taken down and so forth. Uh, we are running into some potential legality issues or legal issues with uh, doing the raffle and giving it away in the, in the manner that we've been doing. So uh, stay tuned to the website for details on that. Uh, we might be canceling that contest. Uh, in which case, uh, the people that have entered, I will be contacting you individually uh, and handling uh, the, the situation with you one-on-one. Um, for everybody else, uh, just stay tuned. If you're interested in uh, entering in that, uh, I would uh, hold off just a little bit uh, until I can get some more information out on what's going on with that. Uh, as much as it sucks, uh, we have to follow the, the rules and, and do what's right. Uh, so, uh, we might, you know, as I mentioned, we might be holding off on that. Uh, so, uh, going on, uh, like I said, I'm going to wrap the show up because uh, we're pushing an hour now. I just wanted to say thanks to Brian for you know coming out and talking to us about that. And like I said, we've got a lot of other stuff that we're going to be doing with Brian in the future. Uh, so uh, that's about it for this week. Uh, make sure that uh, you call in the listener hotline if you got questions. Head over to the forums, TalkingReef.com. Uh, participate there. Questions, comments, anything. Uh, feel free to head to the forums and post there. You can get a hold of me directly and everybody else in the Talking Reef community. So that's going to wrap up the show for this week. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you next week. Again, that was Brian Plankus, and he was talking with us about a recent article he did in Reef Hobbyists Online. We'll have a link to that in the show notes for you. Uh, but uh, just because this show is running pretty long, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. I uh, did want to make a quick mention about our iPod contest. Uh, a lot of you may have noticed that the notifications on the website about the contest have been taken down and so forth. Uh, we are running into some potential legality issues or legal issues with uh, doing the raffle and giving it away in the, in the manner that we've been doing. So uh, stay tuned to the website for details on that. Uh, we might be canceling that contest. Uh, in which case, uh, the people that have entered, I will be contacting you individually uh, and handling uh, the, the situation with you one-on-one. Um, for everybody else, uh, just stay tuned. If you're interested in uh, entering in that, uh, I would uh, hold off just a little bit uh, until I can get some more information out on what's going on with that. Uh, as much as it sucks, uh, we have to follow the, the rules and, and do what's right. Uh, so, uh, we might, you know, as I mentioned, we might be holding off on that. Uh, so, uh, going on, uh, like I said, I'm going to wrap the show up because uh, we're pushing an hour now. I just wanted to say thanks to Brian for you know coming out and talking to us about that. And like I said, we've got a lot of other stuff that we're going to be doing with Brian in the future. Uh, so uh, that's about it for this week. Uh, make sure that uh, you call in the listener hotline if you got questions. Head over to the forums, TalkingReef.com. Uh, participate there. Questions, comments, anything. Uh, feel free to head to the forums and post there. You can get a hold of me directly and everybody else in the Talking Reef community. So. That's going to wrap up the show for this week. I hope you guys all enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you next week. 
Again, that was Brian Plankus, and he was talking with us about a recent article he did in Reef Hobbyist Online. We'll have a link to that in the show notes for you. Uh, but uh, just because the show's running pretty long, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, did want to make a quick mention about our iPod contest. Uh, a lot of you may have noticed that the notifications on the website about the contest have been taken down and so forth. Uh, we are running into some potential legality issues or legal issues with uh, doing the raffle and giving it away in the, in the manner that we've been doing. So uh, stay tuned to the website for details on that. Uh, we might be canceling that contest. Uh, in which case, uh, the people that have entered, I will be contacting you individually uh, and handling uh, the, the situation with you one-on-one. Um, for everybody else, uh, just stay tuned. If you're interested in uh, entering in that, uh, I would uh, hold off just a little bit uh, until I can get some more information out on what's going on with that. Uh, as much as it sucks, uh, we have to follow the, the rules and, and do what's right. Uh, so, uh, we might, you know, as I mentioned, we might be holding off on that. Uh, so, uh, going on, uh, like I said, I'm going to wrap the show up because uh, we're pushing an hour now. I just wanted to say thanks to Brian for you know coming out and talking to us about that. And like I said, we've got a lot of other stuff that we're going to be doing with Brian in the future. Uh, so uh, that's about it for this week. Uh, make sure that uh, you call in the listener hotline if you got questions. Head over to the forums, TalkingReef.com. Uh, participate there. Questions, comments, anything. Uh, feel free to head to the forums and post there. You can get a hold of me directly and everybody else in the Talking Reef community. So. That's going to wrap up the show for this week. I hope you guys all enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you next week. Again, that was Brian Plankus, and he was talking with us about a recent article he did in Reef Hobbyist Online. We'll have a link to that in the show notes for you. Uh, But uh, just because the show's running pretty long, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, Did want to make a quick mention about our iPod contest. a lot of you may have noticed that the notifications on the website about the contest have been taken down and so forth. Uh, we are running into some potential legality issues or legal issues with uh, doing the raffle and giving it away in the, in the manner. So we got to follow the rules and do what's right. So stay tuned to the Talking Reef website uh, and to the podcast feed. I will be releasing some information about that soon to let everybody know what's going on. Uh, and as I mentioned, we're going to go ahead and wrap the show up. Special thanks to Brian for stepping out. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff with him in the future. Uh, don't forget to check out the Talking Reef website, the forums, jump in, participate in the conversations. Uh, it's some good times over there. So uh, head out to TalkingReef.com. Uh, don't forget to visit Coral Dynamics, uh, the sponsor of this week's show, uh, CoralDynamics.com. And I will talk to you all next week uh, with another show. Talk to you later.